everybody. This is Chris Marshall once again, brought to you by Payne Auto Group of Valley White and PayneAutoGroup.com for another Payne Auto Talk short. And we're going to dive right into this winter situation that we're in. That's right. It's after Christmas. It's after New Year's. It's the start of February, and we are in a winter wonderland. Let's get after it. All right, here's some tips and tricks that I've picked up over the years, and also I've gone through a couple of lists online, so let's get right into it. Our home, our hearth, where we hang our hat. Uh, the valley, are we built for winter conditions? <laughs> no, not a whole lot of us. We do have winter visitors from down uh, or from up north that come down, but yeah, we're pretty much a subtropical you know we're built for the heat down here and so when it gets cold yeah we've got to take some precautions and is the cold here right now yes it is but it's going to be here for a little bit so here's some tips and tricks let's go ahead and start with our home um, when water freezes, it expands. Be sure to cover your outside pipes. That's your water main coming in. And also leave a faucet or two just dripping and allowing water to go through. Now you're thinking, hey, Chris, that's going to run up my water bill. You know what? A little water drip is not going to hurt, especially if you compare the price of a little bit of water running to a burst pipe. That's not good. That's uh, plumbers coming over and labor and material and that cost makes a little bit of a drip just pale in comparison so go ahead and do that also if you have a water main tool lord forbid if your water main pipe coming in to the house bursts and even though you shut off the valve to it and it's still leaking guess what if you have a water main tool go out to where your water main is and you can use that tool to close it off and if you don't have one of those i think a pair of channel locks or what we call plumber's pliers will work on that too be in good uh connection and communication with your neighbors you might have a neighbor who has that t-shaped uh water valve tool so check with them on that in case you've got to shut the water off to your house when we're going in and out of our homes we've got doors and windows be sure to check those seals and those latches be sure that they're latched and locked and sealed appropriately not just for uh weather but also little creepy crawlers and vermin that might want to find their way in but also for security purposes for you and your family if you're going to run an electrical space heater be sure you run it at the room center with nothing else around it do not stack you do not have it piled on top of papers make sure that anything that is electrical or anything that may cause heat and do not have flammable items near them Alrighty, uh, don't have them sitting next to the curtains have it in the center of the room where the heat can disperse evenly across the room also if you have smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors in your house if they're hardwired into the house you know hit that test button make sure they're working but if they're not hardwired into the electrical system of your home and they're traditionally powered by batteries, then make sure that they have fresh batteries in there and uh, do a test on those too. And if you don't have a smoke or carbon monoxide detector in your house, at least get one, put it near the kitchen, and then on the opposite end of the house, usually at the uh, master bedroom or a common area where most people are. If you're going to start a fire to cook food or you're going to run an electric Electrical generator that's powered by a gasoline engine or start a fire for warmth do not do it inside your home not even inside the garage smoke is heat it will start smoke can start a fire 
and smoke is not good to breathe in. That's bad, bad, bad. So be sure all fires and flames and things that run on a gasoline motor are outside of your four walls, including your garage. Be sure that you have plenty of clean and fresh blankets and linen to keep everybody warm. If you have a sleeping bag from when you go camping, that works too. Just be mindful of when you're sleeping and if you're fully clothed, that does not allow for body heat to circulate beneath the sheets or inside that sleeping bag. So yeah, you'll have to get down to your skivvies, but uh, just be mindful of that. Also, manage the electrical power in your home smartly. That means if you're if you're having to run the TV, if you're having to run a radio, you're having to run the microwave or the electrical oven, understood. And of course, lights. If you go to LED light bulbs, guess what? You're going to save a little bit of power. But if you've got uh, a device on in the back, if there's a lamp on in the back and nobody's in there, hey, turn that thing off. Right now, we need to conserve as much electricity as possible because we don't want a repeat of a lot of power draw on our electrical grid where we had a lot of blackouts across Texas about a year ago. So be sure sure to conserve that electricity and use it wisely. If you're dealing with battery-operated devices, be sure you have nice, fresh batteries for your flashlight or your emergency radio, your AM-FM-capable radio. And if you have a rechargeable battery or rechargeable lights, be sure that you recharge those things right now. And also, later on, you can use them in your automobile. That's right. Your car, you can charge them in there. But uh, if you're gonna if they're going to charge for a long time, you're going to need to run the car's engine. And once again, do not run it inside the garage with the door closed uh, you more than likely want to park that thing outside but uh, that being said when we get down to us being humans be sure to have plenty of drinking water for you yourself your family and in winter conditions i believe uh, i believe the average is about one gallon of water per person per day at a minimum if you find yourself low on water if you don't have bottles of water or those five gallon bottles of water those big jugs that go on the water cooler like the ones we have at work um, and in an emergency, if you need water, you actually have 40 gallons of water in your home. The average uh, water heater and the average North American home is 40 U.S. gallons. On the bottom of the water heater is a, a spigot, much like you would find. You can connect a garden hose to it, and that's so you can run a hose out to you know outside of the garage and drain it. But if you need to, you can open up that spigot and get water there for bathing, even for drinking. Be sure to boil it and clean it off. There might be a little bit of scaling in there, but guess what? It is water. It is there, and it is usable. After water, we have food. Be sure you have plenty of food. Uh, Non-perishable items are great. Uh, Canned food is as well. If we do lose electrical power, or you do on your part of the grid, and you do have perishable food, you know, like uh, ground beef, uh, stuff that's raw, stuff that needs to be cooked, you know what? If you lose power and the fridge starts really warming up, uh, go ahead and cook that food while you can. It's best to cook it and eat it, and you can store it for a little bit. Uh, in conditions like these, but the last thing you want is a food source rotting out to where you can't use it. So go ahead and do that. Also, hygiene, our personal hygiene, you know, soap and water, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you have plenty of uh, toothpaste, your toothbrush, your oral and dental, uh, hair and body, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Ladies, feminine products, make sure you have plenty of those too. Also, our clothing, be sure it is clean and weather appropriate, especially if you have to go outside and move something. You want proper work boots, long pants, not your cargo shorts. 
shorts and your chanclas. You want that uh, outside work boots, long pants, uh, a decent working jacket, and even some mechanics gloves that aren't too thick to where they'll keep your hands warm, they'll protect them in cold weather, and you can still manipulate tools and other items. If you're going to start a fire... Uh, be sure you have plenty of matches, a fire starting kit with a, a flint or a, a sparking rod from your camping kit. You can also, as a five pack at the store, you can get five Bic lighters uh, for like five and a half dollars. That's cheap thrills right there. Flick a Bic, they're going to work. And even if you do have a, a cigarette lighter and it's out of fuel, hey, that thing still sparks. So you can still get some kindling wood, an old newspaper, maybe some paper bills that uh, to something that you don't want. Just be careful of what you burn and do not do it indoors and make sure you have plenty of candles for light. And if you even cook with candles and some people do, believe it or not, be sure you have plenty of those. Also, your first aid kit and trauma kit in case you get a little scratch or a boo-boo or something deeper like a cut and you've got to really stop the bleeding on that. Be sure that you have that kind of stuff available and also over-the-counter medications, your Tylenol, your Advil, you know, Benadryl. If you have somebody in your family is diabetic, be sure they have plenty of their medication with their uh, insulin, their injectors, or the ampules that go into their uh, di- uh, their uh, insulin machine. Some people run those. has a tube that's fed directly to your body. And also, if there's somebody in your family with... Um, allergies and they're allergic they're deathly allergic to things make sure you have an EpiPen or at least some Benadryl and uh, keep that at the ready and in a common place where you're not having to dig through stuff in the back of a a hamper or a closet in order to uh, find something get all that stuff out have it in the open let everybody know where it is and use it when you need it don't just start using it for any little thing now let's go outside to our automobile for our automobile to help us out it does have to work so be sure if you can take it into any pain pit stop location valleywide in brownsville westlaco Mission, Edinburgh, and Rio Grande City. Stop into a Payne Auto Group dealership with a Payne Auto Group service center. Go in there for the pit stop. They'll top off all of your fluids, and also they'll do a proper uh, tire pressure check, and they'll make sure that your vehicle is in working order. Once it is, be sure you top off that fuel tank and fill it up okay fill that thing up if you have spare fuel cans be sure they're rated and appropriate for storing fuel and if you have a fuel additive like stable or some fuel injector or carburetor cleaner to keep them stabilized to keep out uh, other moisture from water or any other sort of contaminant be sure to put it in there and that that will help your engine run a little bit longer and a little bit more efficient after all that's done, oh yes, also uh, the battery will be checked at Payne Pit Stop locations. They'll check out uh, your battery load, making sure that you not only have the proper voltage, but also the proper amperage. So it will have the cranking amps to start your vehicle and keep the battery maintained and with proper working order of the terminals to make sure there's no uh scaling or corrosion on there when it comes to the inside of your vehicle make sure you clean that thing out yeah sometimes we have some trash in there and it kind of piles up a little bit in some areas in the back you know i'm guilty of having my sparkling water and sitting there and putting the lid on and just kind of tossing it behind me and yeah i'll get that later 
And all of a sudden, a week later, you find it under the seat and you're, oops, you know. But go ahead and clean that thing out. Vacuum it out. Give it a good wipe down on the dash. Make sure your gauge cluster is nice and cleaned off. And also, all of your radio buttons and everything else are clean. And sometimes we have spills. But make sure you clean all that kind of stuff up and all your buttons are in proper working order. And not only the outside glass, but clean the inside of the glass. Clean it with a nice clean cloth and also some glass cleaner like um, Windex or something or alcohol uh, spray. Something like that, just to get all those smudges and smears off so you can see out of the vehicle, out of your uh, driving glass and all of your other glass on the uh, your windows all the way around the vehicle so you can identify um, where you're at if there's uh, a problem just to, just to help people out, help yourself out. Be sure to keep your glass clean. Also, uh, your vehicle can be used as a generator, believe it or not. Once it's running and you have electrical power, you can plug into the accessory uh, port and you can charge your cell phones, your devices, your other battery uh, devices that use maybe a uh, USB connection. But some of our vehicles are modern vehicles. We do have a power inverter and that will enable you to use a standard household plug to run a small appliance and or device. So if you don't have that, you can get those off the shelves at Walmart's and other places and they come in various sizes usually they're about 22 bucks starting price and they go on up to about 40 or 50 dollars depending on their uh, rated power output but uh go ahead and make sure that you have all your stuff to keep your um your device is charged and don't forget your vehicle does have a, a traditional radio a lot of us now listen to satellite radio and we stream uh content but remember you have am and fm fm yeah uh that's going to get some nice clarity but if for some reason fm station goes out we do have amplitude modulation am radio that has a long range we can even pick up stations south of the border, even as far as um, Corpus Christi or even San Antonio in these conditions. But you can tune into all the local stations on FM and also AM. You can tune into our friends uh, if on AM. They usually they're they're pretty good about keeping us uh, up to speed on things. And I'll just give a shout out to Sergio Sanchez and everybody over at KURV seven ten AM. Uh, AM radio is uh, one of my faves. I, I do love all of our friends there at uh, iHeart and everywhere else and our other uh, radio stations out there. Shout out to uh, Rock and Roll James uh, at his uh, station, the Q94.5. Uh, <laughs> all of our wonderful media partners, uh, thank you very much for helping us out in this time of great need. We do love you and we do appreciate what you do for us. Also, an emergency roadside kit. Make sure you have an the ability to change a tire. Of course, all vehicles come with a small jack, and those do work. But tell you what, if you can get a slightly bigger commercial, not a commercial grade, but something you'd use for your garage, of course, you'll have it there in case you got to change a tire. You know, hey, it happens. Murphy's Law, you know, with me is... <laughs> in effect a lot of the time you know if it can go wrong it probably will so be sure to have all of this stuff uh at the ready of course your emergency roadside kit includes uh your tire iron it includes your jack it includes uh reflectors uh maybe even a roadside flare or a, a snap light or what we call a chem light and uh, another first aid kit and trauma kit just for your car. You never know. And maybe some spare blankets or a spare jacket in case you decide to use your vehicle as a shelter. Once again, do not run it indoors. If it has to be in the garage, open your garage door all of the way. You want ventilation of those exhaust gases getting out of the garage. You do not want to breathe that stuff in. It is bad for you. 
It will impair you, and yes, it will kill you with enough time. So make sure you have a properly ventilated area for your automobile. If you can park it outside, do that first. If it's really raining or if it's really hailing a lot, yeah, um, you might want to keep your vehicle there, but you want to open up that garage door and let all those uh, noxious fumes out. Um, let's see here. Also, a, just a standard toolkit with some screwdrivers, uh, pliers, maybe a couple of sockets and a ratchet, and some mechanics gloves in case you need to take care of some uh, items there with the vehicle. Or if you're driving around somewhere and you've got to fix something real quick, a proper toolkit. Believe it or not, um, great holiday specials uh, probably have passed, but you can go by local hardware stores. You can go by Home Depot and Lowe's, and usually they'll have an, an average toolbox with screwdrivers, wrenches, ratchets, and other little specialty tools tools for hex stuff and um, all sorts of little tiny uh, specialty tools. You can get those, believe it or not. Hey, a hundred bucks, 99 bucks. Yeah. Is it a hundred bucks? Yeah. But the amount of tools you get with it, I carry one in the Payne Street Team SUV. It goes wherever I go because I never know when I got to fix something. So it's always good to have that in your vehicle. So once again, Make sure you take care of your home well. Make sure you take care of yourselves well. And also take care of your vehicle if you need to drive out of here in these conditions or if your automobile becomes your second shelter. Whether it's a car, truck, or SUV, hey, treat it just like your home. Treat everybody good. Keep in touch with your neighbors and your friends and family. And uh, say a prayer to the big man upstairs, all right? We're going to get through this. Winter conditions can be fun in certain ways, but when they become a hindrance or a problem, be sure to uh, use some of these tips and tricks and always good common sense, all righty? Once again, this is Chris Marshall of the Payne Street Team, brought to you by Payne Auto Group Valleywide and PayneAutoGroup.com, where we have what you want. Lo que tu quieras, regardless. We will see you on the next go-around of Pain Auto Talk, and we are gone.